How many of you remember Where's Waldo? Nice. Artist Martin Hanford created Waldo, this strange man with a red and white sweater and red hat and glasses. And then he would draw Waldo somewhere inside an incredibly intricate and hilarious scene. The goal of these pictures was to find Waldo among the detailed illustrations of the zoo or beach or city street. Thus, where's Waldo? And depending on how quick you are at these things, you could just take a few moments or several hours, (laughs) depending. It would make your eyes cross to look at them and And the rule was that once you found it, you weren't to tell anyone else where he was so that they could have the joy and the stress of finding him as well. Sometimes I think that people believe that finding Jesus is just as hard and that if they find him, they shouldn't point it out to anyone else. People look and look and look. Their eyes go crossed trying to find Jesus. They believe that they that they know exactly how he will look and what he'll be wearing and that they'll know when they see him. People use all kinds of tools to try to discover him. Religion, rules, piety, prayer, exclusivity, theology, so much more. Folk act as if Finding Jesus is an arduous task that will take time, willpower, and difficulty, as if he is hiding. Our gospel this morning begs to differ. Finding Jesus, Jesus proclaims, is easy. It's not always comforting or self-serving like we would like it to be, but it is extremely simple. Jesus, our gospel, tells us is in disturbing disguise all around us all the time. We do not have to look closely for the red and white striped sweater, but simply need to lift our gaze towards those in need who are right in front of us. Want to find Jesus? You don't have to find the right church or the right life scripture verse or get your theology perfect. Simply love your neediest neighbor. And Jesus got specific about it, too. So, you know, we try to get so vague and cerebral. Well, you know, I've been thinking about how I need to do this, and I just haven't gotten to the point yet. I need to do a lot more prayer and scripture reading. No, Jesus said, no, now, do it. Feed the hungry, clothe the naked, visit the imprisoned, welcome the stranger. Basically, when you see a need, fill it. Do not wait to think about what it means or how deserving a person might be or how your skill set fits that need. You don't need to be completely prepared. Just move, act, trust. Alternatively, Jesus says that when we fail to treat our neediest neighbors with love and service, we literally are rejecting Christ. You know, the one we're here for, the cross guy, that guy, God's self. Disturbingly, neither those who had served Jesus in disturbing disguise, nor those who did not, could recall when they did or did not serve him, right? Both were like, 
When did we do that, Jesus? We don't remember. Given this shock, we must assume that we are always in the presence of Christ, always. And everyone who is in need is the one who we are to serve next. I don't know about you, but I need this reminder constantly. I need it every day. Every precious one who I come in contact with is Christ. That is so powerful. That is so life-changing. I desperately want to serve God. And Jesus is telling us that if we assume everyone is Jesus all the time, then we are constantly serving him. No searching needed, no guesswork needed, no trying to find Jesus in the crowd, no trying to wait and see what our true calling is, what ministry God wants us to do next. We have found Jesus, and he's not wearing a red and white striped sweater, or he might be sometimes. It sounds easy, but it isn't. We often naturally resist this, right? We've gotten so accustomed to making our excuses. We've gotten so used to the ways that we would prefer to meet Jesus on our own terms, in our own time, in our own familiar ways and familiar places. And we do meet Jesus in those places. Our piety and our religion are beautiful things. But if we use them as an excuse to not do the work of God in front of us, then they are simply in the way. If it were natural and easy to do this, Jesus wouldn't have um, preached on it. And it wouldn't show up in our lectionary text every year and seem surprising each time. Thankfully, God does not call us to anything that God does not equip us for. God will give us strength and courage for this journey. Enough strength and courage to serve each person as they come to us whether we are competent or not. I love the prayer from the Ionia community for this week that encourages us as we learn to open our hearts and serve those we would normally not, trusting God for the strength and skill to do it. It reads, Lord of the excluded, open my ears to those I would prefer not to hear. Open my life to those I would prefer not to know. Open my heart to those I would prefer not to love. And so open my eyes to see where I exclude you. Today is Christ the King Sunday. It's the final Sunday of the church calendar. This today is the grand finale of the whole church year. That's a big deal. We proclaim one last time before we begin again in the darkness and waiting of Advent that we live by the reign of God. We celebrate that we are people who live by a different order. We are not Jew or Greek, male or female. We are not Democrat or Republican, American or Canadian. We are not Cowboys or Seahawks fans. We are not Texans or Lutherans or anything else above this. We are God's children. First and foremost, we belong to God, and so does everyone. We belong to God long before we were born, and we will belong to God after each memory of us is extinguished on this earth. That is the reign and kingdom of God that we celebrate. 
We get to live as those who believe that there is more to everything than we can see with our eyes. That there is an intricate and fantastic and benevolent arc to the universe orchestrated by God and lived into by God's children. And in this reign of God, every moment, every person we encounter is an opportunity to infuse that moment with God's love and grace. Today, Christ the King Sunday, we remember that Christ is everywhere, not just existentially, but materially, in those most in need, in those we wish we could ignore, even in our own mirrors when we are tempted towards self-loathing. We are to honor the vision of Christ everywhere, in our neighbor, in ourselves, in the most marginalized. The reign of Christ means we get to be connected to everything, creation, God, everyone, in this gorgeous connectedness. It's a powerful way to live. We don't have to guess and search anymore for Jesus. We just get to live in our true identity, serving each as we encounter them, trusting God to do the rest. We proclaim today in our grand finale that love is our collective identity and destiny. Thanks be to God. Amen.